Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Welcome to Inside Leverage, your gateway to the fascinating realm of the Miami Dolphins. Join us as we delve deep into the team's dynamic Super Bowl journey. We invite you to share your most scorching takes, unwind, and relish in our captivating experiences. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Miami Dolphins Insight Leverage, exclusively on the Fans First Sports Network. Tonight, we are joined by South Florida Fox affiliate WSVN Zone sports broadcaster, Josh Moser. Welcome to the show, Josh. Yeah, thanks for having me. Great time to talk fans. Awesome, awesome. Listen, before we get into the whole Dolphin talk and and your thoughts on the on the seasons thus far, and and you know, just I guess a synopsis of what's happened. We had some breaking news this this morning on uh, something going on in the AFC East. Uh, looks like the Bills let go of uh, their OC. Uh, basically, just he's not Brian Dable. Let's just call it that. Ken Dorsey was the position coach for Josh Allen as a quarterbacks coach, but. Josh Allen hasn't been allowed to be Josh Allen. And I, you can argue he's thrown 11 interceptions in 10 games, which is a fact. It's true. But Josh Allen isn't playing the type of football that 
he's capable of simply because he's being reined in. You're not seeing him do anything with his legs, which he was so good at. And he's basically gone into this system that has become very predictable. I understand you want longevity with your franchise quarterback, but it simply wasn't working. Head coach Sean McDermott saying that this was completely his decision. But at 5-5, five and five, this is a down year for the Bills. They were projected to be a legitimate Super Bowl contender. And where the Dolphins have five easy games coming up, the Bills have a gauntlet in front of them in November. So the change was made. There's still enough time in the season for them. They have not had their bye week, but they're going a different direction. But with the pieces that you added on offense, I understand that you have a few injuries, but you cannot be playing at the level you are playing at with the pieces that you have, especially when you have the pieces on defense. I know you lost Milano. I know you lost Travis White, the corner, but this was a legitimate team to compete for the AFC East. And right now they look terrible. In, in your opinion. And, I, and if, if once I'm done, if anybody else has any other questions on the topic, in your opinion, do you think it was a, a just firing or was, or was he used as a scapegoat to the situation? Uh, I'm not super close to the players. I, I haven't, the players I know on that team, I haven't spoken to. Normally when you have a head coach that says this is 100% my decision, that means that there's a lot more going on behind the scenes. Uh, so if, however you want to read into that, but uh, I, I think it's a little bit of both, but you can't lose to that Broncos team. I mean, you beat yourselves. You can't fall to five and five uh, and the games that they've lost, something had to change. So I think a little bit, definitely the fall guy, but somebody's going to go down. And uh, unfortunately it was Dorsey. Yeah. Uh, Quick question, Josh. Like we've yeah. seen this movie before, many a teams, many a times they they start trickling, and at the end of the year, they end up with a losing record and revamp the system. We might sound like homers. We've been saying this. Look, you're gonna fire your coach. You're gonna fire everybody. You're gonna go to the total opposite and get your uh, get an opposite guru guy. Maybe go get the guy from the Lions or something like that to go revamp and bring Josh Allen back. That's what I see happening. They could do whatever they want this season, but I see that's the future for them. I might be wrong because they have a, a franchise quarterback. Yeah, you've got to coach around it. Like, if Josh Allen isn't happy, you have to make him happy because realistically, you're not going to be able to go get somebody of his talent to replace him, regardless of how many picks you're going to get. Like, you have Stephon Diggs in his prime. Like, you need him. You've got a good defense, even though you lost Matt Milano, but you've got the safeties in Hyde and Poyer. I don't know how much longer you're going to keep them around. Uh, you've got Kincaid, the rookie, that has been phenomenal. Like, the pieces are there, and you have a down year with the Jets are, and the Patriots are basically off the face of the map. So all you have to do is beat the Dolphins again, and, and you have a playoff spot. But right now it's looking like you can't do that. And with the pieces they have in place, you know, you, you have to make a change. And hopefully Josh Allen has a guy in mind. But uh, I'd be curious to see what happens with Brian Dable. I understand, you know, Daniel Jones got hurt, and there's a lot of things going on with the New York Giants. Is his job safe? Normally a head coach gets three years. This is his second year. But, you know, maybe he's a name that maybe comes back. And sometimes you could argue that head coaches, you know, we've seen they're just better coordinators. And maybe that's a role that, that he wants to go and take and realize, hey, I can win a ring with Josh. And you can take that personal step back. But uh, I'm curious to see what they will do moving forward. I know they named the, the interim OC in, in the house. But, yeah, you've got to go out and get somebody. But you can't waste this season. You've got – you've invested too much. And in a town like that, it's – you're expected to win. So I'm very curious to see how this plays out. But number one priority, you got to keep Josh Allen happy and you got to keep going and spending draft picks on offensive players. 
That's very interesting. I like how you kind of segue to it because in my mind, I'm trying to figure out how are they going to approach the offense because you can't change the system, especially during this time period where you need, you should be at your peak within your system. So do you agree or disagree? Do you feel that they're going to select based on what Ken Dorsey has some of the plays that within the scheme or within the talents of, of Josh Allen in the running game. Cause I think the running game has been improved for them and incorporating Josh Allen into more QB runs, those type of things. Um, what, in your mind, what do you see them doing as, as they change, as they try to approach it differently now? I think the biggest thing and you hear head coaches talk about this all the time, where all the offensive minds, explosive plays down the field. Josh Allen has a cannon. James Cook had a couple runs. He stopped the line of scrimmage. He's able to turn it into six to eight yards. And we've seen that repeatedly this season with their offense, where basically these good players have been bailing out the scheme and the system versus comparing and contrasting to Mike McDaniel, where you're scheming up other teams. Granted, you have speed all over the field, but you're giving your players an advantage. What the Bills have asked their players to do is to be perfect on every play. And realistically, that is not sustainable. You have to play to your strengths, and you have to give yourself room for air. It's hard to get 11 guys moving in the same direction, even at the pro level, on every single play. But you got to figure out how to free up digs when he's double-covered. Gabe Davis has to play better. Kincaid has been a stud. I think they've got a great piece in James Cook. I know he's from down here, but I, I really like him despite the fumble troubles. But as soon as you open up the passing game and you all have to worry about over the top, it's going to free everything else up underneath, and that's why they talk about you know, the pass balance between the, the run and the pass. But with Josh Allen, you don't put a spy on him. We saw we saw the defense with Buffalo. You had Russell Wilson running for first downs. They didn't have a spy on him. And that's a change that they made. So, and you've got Josh Allen, who right now can run a lot better than Russell Wilson. And Dorsey, even seeing that, watching the game, he should have been made aware of that. But that's I understand, true. you know, you don't want Josh Allen out of the pocket. He takes a big hit. You don't want somebody going headhunting. But – those are the risks you've got to take. They've got to be calculated. But from my experience, I covered Aaron Rodgers for five years in Green Bay. If you cannot be you, and if you can, as a quarterback, sitting in shotgun formation, handing the ball off, little check downs, dump downs, you are screaming on the inside for something down the field. And then what happens is you feel like you have to make a play yourself. And that's where I think these interceptions are coming from. And that, to me, is the number one discussion that the Bills need to have moving forward. Josh, that's a great point that you're making. And one of the things I, I, I want to get to as, as we come out of this bye week, and, and, and it sounds like we're talking uh, the landscape of the AFC East, and I'll just kind of keep it really quick on the landscape of the AFC East. When you kind of, and, and I'll pivot it into the Dolphins specifically for a question. When you look at the, the, the structure of the AFC East and you look at kind of what you say, timing, uh, the Bills look like they're stumbling a little bit. The Jets um, are a little bit in the middle of the road, not really know what decision they're really moving in. The uh, Patriots are at the end of the division. When you talk about windows, you know, sometimes a window can open when you least expect it. And I'm not saying this window that the Dolphins have is opening when you least expect it, but the, the magnitude in, in which a, a specific season can become magical even in season especially coming out of a bye week. Can you talk about what this stretch uh, could really mean to 
I would I would say legacy. This, you know, I, I, like we talked Jimmy Butler with the Heat, these legacy moments. Can you talk about what the end of this stretch could mean for when you talk about Tua contending in the playoffs, getting to the playoffs, winning a game, i.e., going to the championship, Super Bowl even? Can you kind of give us a little insight and kind of how that's kind of shaping out with the landscape of the East? Yeah. So I think the biggest thing is the change in the playoff format where the number two seed does not get a bye. And to me, I think the two seats got to get a bye when they go to 18 games, which will most likely happen here in the next collective bargaining agreement. We'll give you two bye weeks. But um, right now, the next five games are all against teams with sub 500 records. And that includes the Jets twice. So realistically, you're going to stumble against one. This is going to happen. So four and one over the next five, you're at 10 and four going down a stretch where you've got the Cowboys at home. I think Baltimore on the road, and then you've got the Bills to close it out. So you have a legitimate chance to be 12-5. and five. And that right there, depending on how the other teams do, gives you a legitimate chance, in my mind, to have the number one seed. I don't know. I think the Chiefs will probably be right there. Um, I think the Jaguars are a really interesting team simply because of strength of schedule and what they have remaining, even though they just got blown out by the 49ers. So you don't want to see – the Chiefs in the first round of the playoffs. You don't want to see the Ravens in the first round of the playoffs. And you don't, I don't know what sense he's right now. We have no idea what they are. So if you can secure that one or two spot, that is going to be huge, especially the one if you get the bye week. I mean, it's made such a difference every time. But when you talk about legacy, uh, a lot of players talk about you earn your paycheck in the regular season and you create your legacy in the play- playoffs. This Dolphins team has not won a playoff game in 20 plus years. I think last year, if Tua plays in that game in Buffalo, they win that game against the Bills. I mean, you had Skylar Thompson basically take them to within a game-winning drive, and they fell flat. So that the, the legacy is they need to win in the playoffs, and I think they will win at least one playoff game this year, but you've got to get healthy at the right time. The Bills have a late bye. There's now eight games where you have to play, which is a long stretch. So hopefully we get to week 17 or 18, you want to rest your starters, especially if you got a playoff game and if you don't have a bye. So, like, we'll see how those last three weeks kind of play out. But right now, the Finns are positioned so well. We saw what this defense could do against the Chiefs. They held them to 14 points. You finally saw Xavier Howard and Jalen Ramsey play, which was vision of this team. This defense could be much, much better, and they're getting healthy. This kid, Devon Achan, is special, and he changes the offense and then you still have Raheem Mostert. You still have Tyree Kill. You still have Jalen Waddle. So the pieces are there. Everything is in place. You just have to hope for a little bit of luck. But again, you get to 10 and 4 over this next stretch. I think you're setting yourself up very, very well. And I think the experience of going to Buffalo and actually having a playoff game is going to help this team. Uh, we've seen it with the Heat, you know, where they just have the experience of being in the Eastern Conference Finals and making the NBA Finals of the last stretch. So when you get that experience, and that familiarity, it really helps when your heart beats a little bit faster and there's a little bit more on the line. So there's a lot to play for. I know it's week to week. You just hope that they can stay healthy and, and be in a position to make a run at this thing. And I think they're uh, positioned pretty well. And I think they feel the same way simply because Chris Greer didn't make any moves at the trade deadline. I know that he made a ton of calls, but uh, I mean, they're all in. The window is this year or next year because you've got two on the contract for $25 million. That's going to go up to about 40 plus. Uh, the year after that, if he decides to stay. So, you know, this is it. And especially when you've got the Jets and the Patriots down. And right now we don't know what the heck is going on with the Bills. So 
you're guaranteed pretty much that playoff spot on paper. Now you got to go out and get it and hopefully you can get a buy. And if not, you can mess your guys at least the last week and then, you know, go make a run at this thing. And hopefully uh, in the 30 years of Don Shula setting the records, 30 year anniversary tonight for uh, most wins all time in NFL history. Let's uh, let's hope that this one's special. And Josh, man, I, I like how you were saying that we're set up for success because in these next five games, it's so important. We are more than likely are favored in these five games. All of them. Yeah. Where, where do you think is the surprising game that you think that we will we said we shouldn't lose this game, but we lost this game? In your opinion, I have one. I think it's it could possibly be the Commanders, just because of their offense. Yeah. But I think we can <laughs> sweep the Jets. I think we can beat everybody else. Uh, you know, entirely. I just think that the going to the commanders, they might give you an upset. What do you think? I think, honestly, it could be the Jets in that second contest. I know that it's here, but I think Aaron Rodgers could be back for that game, potentially. Uh, he mentioned today on the Pat McAfee show that uh, his goal was try to open the window during uh, during Thanksgiving. So I'm, I'm peeking at the schedule, sorry. Uh, that game is December 17th. Right. So Middle, middle December, yep. So we still got five weeks out. It's just it's just hard to win five in a row. Like we saw the Dolphins go on that losing streak last year, which I also believe was was five in a row. So it can happen. Uh, the Commanders to me should be a win, but sometimes, as weird as this sounds, you you get up too high and then you party a little bit. You, you booze a little bit too much. You forget that you know most of these guys are twenty three to twenty seven years old. They can do whatever they want to do. You know, on Tuesday night, you know you're you're going out and you're having a good time. Um, so I'm, I'm curious. I think they'll be locked in. But I think if they win these next games, the players will they, – they know. Like, tell you it's week to week, but they've got the leadership in the locker room. But uh, I think it's going to be hard to beat the Jets, surprisingly. I don't know why. It, it, if Rodgers comes back, to use his word, it's going to galvanize that whole team. And I, I know that game's here, but – Hey, Rodgers owes us one. He owes us one from last year with the Packers. He, so I think, he, I, think they, I think they get up for – yeah, but that, I, I, I'm actually with you. The only game that that could possibly be be scary, not scary, but be the one that you could probably lose is the Jets game because it's a divisional game, and an auto. All the teams aside from us, they're the only teams that are trending in the right direction. Even though with the with whatever they have going on right now, with the, with the loss, they're still the best team out of all of them. So I, I'm with you there. Yeah. But Wally, I mean, Bill- you don't think you don't think? Well, and real quick, I do apologize. You don't think that if the Jets continue to go on this downward slope, is there a point to bringing back Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, Even though he, he possibly said, can. He said that. He said that. He said okay. that they got to be in contention. They got to be in contention for him to come back. Yeah. It depends. I mean, look, if Will Levis figures it out in, that in Tennessee. Too. Tennessee, that's, that's – But, again, cool. I mean, that game's here. But you still have Derrick Henry. You had you know, D-Hop had Ray a first touchdown game not too long ago. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've got pieces. But – they were sellers of the trade deadline, so they may be blowing it up. You don't know how involved those players are going to be, but it's just hard to win five in a row. Like it's just hard. Um, and shoot, I was when I, again when I covered the Packers, uh, it was the year they made the NFC Championship game, and the Falcons beat them. And that was that same year the Falcons were up like twenty plus at halftime of the Super Bowl. And then Tom Brady came back and beat them. All the Packers got sick, like they got the flu, like and they were oh, wow. done. So. Uh, weird stuff can always happen. Um, I remember and, that. I remember and, that. And like, I there's always <laughs> stuff behind the scenes 
you know, like earlier in the year, there was a team that, that I won't say which one, but a team got COVID uh, and all their players were, you know, 60 percent. Uh, and there was a game they were heavily favored in. So uh, mm. it's uh, there's a lot of stuff, you know, that, that they keep under wraps. But uh, yeah, the kind of stomach virus, personal reasons. I, I've heard that so many times. You got to read between the lines sometimes. Yeah. So when you say personal reason, nobody exactly. died. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, look, four and one, you're at ten and four. I mean, you can start talking playoffs once you get to ten wins, even in a seventeen game season. But then you just you hope and you pray that you know you can get healthy. But look, realistically, like if you want to put some like math behind this, lowest amount of QB hits for Tua, which was the biggest concern going into the season, that is a huge freaking plus. Massive, massive. Yeah, we I cannot overstate that. Enough. Now you've got HN with the running back. Jeff Wilson Jr. is solid. Raheem Mostert is leading the NFL in rushing touchdowns still. And then you've got Waddle and Hill taking an IV every game, but that man don't break. I mean, he's never and he's as good as they get. And then if they can get some production, you know, from from somebody else, I love Javon Holland on the back end, especially now with Xavier Howard. I love Cater Kohu in the slot. He can play that natural position. And if you get a little bit of linebacker play out of Jerome Baker. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, a oh. little bit. No, uh, I love Jerome. I know he's fast. God, God, listen, it, this guy Jerome Big is a sub, so, sore subject for some. So some of us here, yes, that's he's, right. He's a great, he's a not, good dude. Not, I love him to death. Not for but, me, I mean, he Jerome knows. Baker. He knows. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, the man got paid. You know, he go going. Oh yeah. Uh, but I think Jalen Phillips is finally getting back and healthy. Christian Wilkins deserves whatever money. To team will pay my Zach Sealer has been phenomenal. Gink has been good. Like they, the pieces Talk are there. It's just can you keep everybody together? And I, I think Mike McDaniel can do that. And uh, I think he's been a, a big piece of this, just as far as how he approaches the guys. And uh, just being in that locker room, I've been around a lot of winning teams, and uh, you know they have that they have that juice, they have that belief. It is there. So uh, yeah, I think it, it could be a special uh, six weeks here leading up to the first of 2024. It, it, that's, a, that's a whole different year. This, this year, you playing the Cowboys, you playing teams, you facing things, you facing things you can't, you can't say just say six. That's 11 games in a row without bye weeks, if, if you really, if you get with it. So to me, it's in the best interest in the Dolphins to some way, somehow. I know everybody believes the Chiefs will get it, but if you some way, somehow we get that first, that first round bye, that is a blessing because of these old old folks like T. Stead and nagging injuries on Xavier Howard and, and Jalen Ramsey's coming off a of major like you know, like I, I would love a first round bye week. Like I would love it. Maybe this is like our, our audition coming out of the coming out of the bye because one of the things I'm thinking about and one of the narratives we could kind of kill going into this bye week and just starting this game is just coming out hot, coming out executing hot, and I think the Ooh. execution of this team. And us really achieving that fifth and sixth gear to really unlock this offense is three, four, and five, maybe two, three. It's 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 not really as Tyreek and Waddle heavy. It's the it's the Craycraft, the Steadies, the Durham Smives, the running backs at the back. When Tua is getting the ball to all these guys, the offense looks like uh, uh what's the guy from 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 Spider Man? Uh, Octavius with the tentacles just. It looks like Tua just got these tentacles. He's just, here, you over there. You are, And it's, it's just, it looks 
almost like it's almost like a, a masterpiece you're you're watching come to life. Almost like when you see the the FAMU band, when you see these 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 pieces just come to life on how they're moving. Because, I mean, that that's just one of the things. What what do you think about that? As far as like us coming out hot and kind of getting that narrative of starting out slow and kind of what we were doing in some of the games. Yeah, I mean, obviously you want to come out fast, especially coming off a of bye. Uh, I'll be at practice tomorrow, so I have a better gauge. Um, one thing I do want to bring up is Hard Knocks is here, and that is a huge distraction. So how much that plays into things, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, so we'll kind of see how that goes. But I understand that the Dolphins are favored by 12 points against the Raiders. But this Las Vegas team fired Josh McDaniels. They're playing for Antonio Pierce, who the locker room absolutely loves. I'm close with Devontae Adams. This team is fired up. This is a chance for them to win three in a row. I, I think they're going to come in. They're going to come in with everything they've got. And they know that this is a chance for them to say, this is who we are because we didn't get a chance to be who we were under Josh. Uh, interesting, kind of off topic, though. It's funny how the Belichick tree, like, I love Coach <laughs> Ward, but it didn't work. You know, you need more of a player's coach. Josh McDaniels hasn't worked twice. I was in Denver covering the Broncos when he had his first head coaching job. Uh, but it's, it's interesting how the league's changing as the players are getting younger and, you know, they're into different things. But uh, this game's going to be closer, I think, than, than people think. They've got some pieces. But, you know, this is a chance for the Dolphins to also come and say, like, hey, you know, this is our house. They've got the best home record. I think they've won 16 out of their last 18. And it's hard to win at Hard Rock. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to a clean game. You know, no penalties. You know, this should be a chance for the Dolphins to really just say, yeah, we lost the Chiefs, but we're for real. And I think that that loss by the Bills, like this is a huge opportunity because you're going up two games. And then we talk about rest at the end of the season. They'll, again, they'll say it's week to week, but this is one you've got to win. You've got to stack as many as you can so that when you get to those final three weeks against that gauntlet, you know, you've got some wiggle room Correct. and you can position your pieces for uh, the ultimate goal. Exactly. I, and I tell people, like, this this Raider team is not the same Raider team we were watching a couple weeks ago. At, like, it's a tougher. They're playing for – they're playing for – they're playing with a purpose. So I, I would love for us to just show that we're like, hey, listen, you're here and we're here. We're, we're exactly. above you guys. We got – we got to – at some point, we – although that narrative of we don't, we, we don't be winning teams, you so – all right, that happens with everybody. But when you play teams that, that want to show you something, you show you show them that you're a better team, and that builds a commodity with the players. We got to beat these boys 37, 20, or something like that. Some so respectfully, like yeah, they got. Yeah. And you got to beat the spread. You got to make some money on it too, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. Hey, what's the spread? What's the spread? What's the spread, coach? It's two. I think it's twelve right now, right? Yeah, twelve points. Uh, yeah, it, so, it, so, it started yeah. at ten. It started at ten on Sunday. Yeah. So what are your keys, man? What are your keys, Josh? Keys to every game. So win the turnover battle. Regardless, it's just it, it's how it plays out. I think, and then you're looking for cannot become one-dimensional offensively. We saw that against the Chiefs. That's where they struggle. And then defensively, you're just looking to build on on last week. You just you just want to play loose and free. I'm excited to see them get after the quarterback. Uh, I just look Devontae's great, but they don't have enough weapons. And I want to see this this Vic Fangio defense come to fruition. And the players are saying that they're finally like we got it. We're finally figuring it out. And I, I want to see them take a next step. But if you're holding Patrick Mahomes, you know, to 14 points, you pretty much shut down Travis Kelsey. 
you know, I want to see them come out and say, like, we're for real. This wasn't a fluke, and this is who we are. And I think Jalen Ramsey brings that swagger. I think he's the, the key piece, and you hope that X can stay healthy with the groin. And then I, I think the realistic, the other key that we saw where they really struggled is this offensive line. You're dealing with a lot of injuries. Um, I like Connor Williams, and as good as he was last year, he struggled this year. I almost would love to see Liam Eikenberg at center. To be honest with you, I think he was playing very good. But simply because of the injuries, he's, they're going to kick him out. I thought he was playing better than Connor this year. But you're not going to see him at center. You're going to have to see Connor. You're going to see Connor be the player he was last year. But, yeah, you can't end the game like you did that last time. That was – I want to see them take a step. Uh, and and you got Max Crosby on the other side, but that's about it. Like, you should dominate this Raiders defensive front, and you're playing at 1 o'clock. They're a West Coast team coming out here. It's early for them, and you should punch them in the mouth on the first drive. Yeah, I'm I'm totally expecting Fangio to feast on uh on O'Connell. Oh my rookie, god, rookie quarterback. Oh I mean, if anything anything less than that, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be disappointed. I want I want that extra defender. I, I want to see it coming. Oh yeah, I, don't take the second I, half, but just do I it. I think he he was he blitzed a little bit more. He it's funny because he will blitz the the outside corner, but he, now he started blitzing uh Cater and and um. So I think he's gonna blitz a lot more. You got you got you got more chances to take chances when you have X and and, and Ramsey now. So I I'm I'm, exactly. I'm hyped. I'm really really hyped to see what we what we got going forward. It's it's insane what it could be like. It's it's like oh right you have a, oh you it's like oh you think your car is fast? Here's this nitrous button. <laughs> it's, it's, it's intense, man. I can't wait. I really can't wait. I think one of the keys for me is the running game. I think with Achan being back, that should help with the dynamics of that explosive running game that we saw before he got injured, wanted to kind of know what's your specifically on offense. What do you think um, is the key to, uh, to running up the score so we can get this dub? I mean, it's just keeping the defense off balance. So it's, it's, it's the combination of the run of the pass. You just can't become one dimensional. So we know that Devon's going to practice tomorrow. We don't know yet if he's going to play. So on Sunday, so we got to see how he gets through practice uh, it was a knee sprain. They're not exactly saying if it was ACL, MCL, we don't know yet. Uh, should be able to talk to him tomorrow. But you've got to give some movement up front. And as soon as you get that extra player in the box, then you can only double cover Tyreek, leave somebody else one-on-one. And that's where you were talking about that other player, you know, making a play. So even if you're double covering Tyreek, he's still going to beat you. Uh, we've seen it happen all season. So I just want to see him execute. Like, this game should be all about them. I would not even be worried about what the Raiders are going to game plan to do. This is simply, this is what we're going to do, and I want to see him go out and do it. You know, I don't see why they can't put up 30-plus points. They, they really should. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. 
Ships Registry, Bahamas. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. And honestly, if Waddle is healthy, anything's possible. Like, I, yes, I like uh, Achen. Like, he's a, a great, great. He's going to be a feature of the team. But this offense is a top rated offense when Waddle and Tyreek are both humming. When Waddle okay. is, is almost demanding a double team, that's when it opens everything up. But Waddle's in the sideline and becomes a one trick pony or a decoy. This offense takes a step down and also Craycraft coming and helps that too. But it, it's all on Waddle. I know people, Tyreek is Tyreek, man. He's, it's like, oh, you have Tyreek, that's Michael Jordan type stuff. But they need a Pippen. <laughs> and our Pippen on the wide receiver area like is, is not work, it's not up there yet. Once he's healthy, I think this this offense is going to take another step, whether you have Monster or whoever, even Aquaman at running back. And to me, Waddle is one of the biggest pieces. To, uh, that's just, Cedric Wilson's been good, too, in big moments. He's, uh, yeah, I wouldn't discount his play. And they're paying yeah, he's coming on, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a big piece. He's a And then I don't know what you're going to get out of a Claypool. So, Josh, let me ask you this. Tyreek's one, Waddle's two. Craycraft's three, Seti's four. Who's five? As a receiver? Yeah. Chosen. Braxton Berry no, Brax. chosen. Yeah. Brax. Okay. So Brax I, I like Braxton in the slot. So look, River, I'm curious to see what happens. The thing about River that's really good is he's a great blocking receiver. And so like those little crackback blocks. So River allows them to do a lot of those like intermediate dirty things. Uh, and he's great in the slot. Um, it just depends on what the matchups are. Uh, I really think... Cedric gives you something different with the size. Claypool is is really the piece. If if Claypool can figure this out, he to me would be just an X factor where there's just simply not enough guys to, to guard. You have too many weapons, but he's he has it, and I know he's only been there a few weeks. But uh, you know, I, I don't see Barrios breaking off for a hundred yard game. I don't see Durham Smythe breaking off for a hundred yard game. It's gonna be Tyreek and Waddle. I don't even think said you're gonna see him maybe get three four catches, but He's going to catch you that big one on third down to move the chains. So, like, I think we kind of know what they are. Uh, and then I think it's it's more so than who's the fifth wide receiver. I think it's Jeff Wilson in the in the passing game or Raheem Mostert in the passing game or even just a little screen to A-Chan if he plays. I mean, you want to get the ball in the hands of the guys that are fast and get them in open space as quickly as possible. And the, the four fastest guys, you've got Waddle and Tyreek, and then you've got Mostert and A-Chan. So – you know, those are your horses, and then try stopping all of them. And if they're not, great. I'll take a seven-yard dump off the Durham Smythe, and we got second yeah. and three, and you're good well, to go. What's the what's the key to unlocking Waddle? The concussion set him back, and then he's been dealing with a bunch of, you know, nicks and bruises with his back. And Waddle's my size. I mean, he's not a big guy at all. And he uh, he's a tough – he's tough. But when you have to run and cut like that and, and when you're not healthy, it it's really, really hard to do. Tua has said, because Tua is short, he has a hard time seeing over his tackles, and it's harder for him to throw the ball outside of the hash. That's why all the big gains and what he's been great with with Mike McDaniel with all of this pre-snap motion is Tua wants to get the ball over the middle of the field because he can see it better. And we've seen those timing routes where, where he's hitting Waddle between three defenders in the, in the middle of that zone. But those routes as a receiver, he don't want to run those. Nobody wants to run those because you get blown up. Uh, and luckily, like, that's why you see Tyreek, I don't know if you've noticed this, he's coming back to the ball and he's almost moving backwards to yes. avoid the contact before yes. he goes forward. So that's more of a Tua thing. Um, so I'm curious to see what they implement as they've actually had some time now to 
to sit down and say, this is what we've done in the first half of the season. But look, I mean, the middle of the field is, is normally where the defense wants you to be. It's where the defense is the weakest, but it's also where you take the most punishment. And, uh, you know, it's that risk reward. And you just hope that, that Waddle can stay healthy. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's, 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 you got to get him healthy. Josh, let me, let, one, one more thing. Um, yeah. One of the things I want to see Tua do a little bit more, and I know with this offense, he's so accurate, he doesn't technically need to do this, but maybe just that throwing the ball downfield to get that pass interference. You know what I mean? Because I feel like at times, I, I feel like our offense uh, uh, trends on Tommy getting the ball specifically. But, you know, i.e. that game we watched last night, you know, sometimes the, the cornerback or the safety's out of position. And if they're out of position and they panic, so I, I want to see more of those, you know what I mean, shots because then like at, at that point, I want to put the put the play in the in the in the ref hand to see if he gives me the flag. You know what I mean? I, I mean oh, totally. I, I don't know I don't know where that fits in, but I mean I feel like we've they've hit Tyreek on a few of those for sure. I mean, and everybody loves the sexy splash play, but honestly, it's the the short dump off and then all of the yak that you get that's gonna bring the defense up that's gonna allow you to take that that deep shot so that you're one-on-one. -on -one. But most of these defenses are playing two shell. Shoot, we saw the Patriots, who I think played, they had a great game plan. They played three safeties across the back. They said, run the ball. So great Belichick. Movie. I mean, they still won the game. But it, I think it just depends on, on what the defense gives you. And that's where Mike McDaniel can can make an audible and, and check it down. Or Tua can say, you know, hey, the defense is, I'm seeing this. And then let's go on the go route. But, yeah, absolutely. Those those plays change the game. It changes the momentum. They're fun for everybody involved. And the Dolphins definitely have the personnel to do that. As a defender, it's tough. Like, I've heard it both ways. Like, Xavier basically has told me that, you know, sometimes you just got to let the guy try to go make a play. And then there's other times where you know that you're in a position where you got to hack him and then, you know, hope you can stop him on the next down. So, uh it's also, you know, if you've got a really good cornerback there, is it worth the shot? You know, depending on the time, much time's left, what the score of the game is, you know, it's great for fantasy and, you know, all that. <laughs> but, I mean, if you're up two touchdowns, there's no reason to throw a 50-yard bomb with four minutes left. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I think it just depends on the situation. But, I mean, we, we've seen Tua do it. We know he can do it. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, a, a few external factors with where we're at in the game and the personnel. And we'll see this team go no huddle a little bit more, like, you got to remember, this is a progression. So you want to be playing your best football in November and December, and you know that they're saving stuff for later in the season. It's they in the NFL circles they always do, and uh, you know you can't show your hand too early. And I'm excited to see what we're going to see here in December. Uh, but I, honestly, like we've talked about, like I don't think you really have to do too much in these next five games. You just got to go execute. I don't think you need to do anything crazy. You, you're you're favored to win all five. You should win four of them. And then you do that, you're in a great position to, to make a run at this thing. I, I think the the passing game for the for Achen is something that I think is going to be a yeah a, some, uh, something we'll see little by little. So I'm excited I think what, for that one. I, uh, well, I think what they got to do is just build co uh, camaraderie and just build whatever whoever's going to be that they got it. Like especially the offensive line, they've been playing musical chairs. So I I just want them to get build the camaraderie and get comfortable together for then they could open up the playbook because if your offensive line is not is not cohesive right now, there's not too many plays you could do on a timing-based offense to expand the playbook. 
even though these guys have been around for a few years, but if you're shuffling around Kendall Lamb to a, to a left guard, Leon Meikenberg from center to to left guard, you got see what I'm saying? So once it, they get these guys together, whoever is it, whoever it is, for the next five games, I want to see them build a rapport. And when we get to the playoffs, we, we, we hum it. That's what I yeah. want for, for, for my players. That's what I really right. look for. We, we haven't talked about Robert Hunt, and he's been – I think he's having his best year as a pro. The hamstring injury is is huge. Uh, and obviously, you know, we saw what the offensive line was against the Chiefs. Granted, you know, their front seven is arguably, you know, top five in the league with Chris Jones. But, yeah, that that's something that they're going to have to work on. But that's where I think that these quick passes and the yards after catch, and then all of a sudden you get a little play action and there's your big play down the field. Like, it's not rocket science. Like, I mean, it's, you know, it's – it's just you gotta gotta catch him at the right time, and uh, you know you got a lot of a lot of minds on this team that know what they're doing. And then if defense forces a couple turnovers, you know you're looking at seven and three, and uh, we're on to uh, onto the Jets. What was your opinion on? Because um, there's been a little bit of uh, I know I'm kind of like backtracking here a little bit. A little bit there was a lot of uh, chatter, I guess you could say, on social media about what happened between Tua and Cedric Wilson. Yeah. Um, so I haven't talked to, to either of them. I, I did not see them. Tua basically said that it was his fault. Basically, said had the – I mean, he had him inside. So right. Tua threw back shoulder, wanted to come back, and said had the touchdown. So they, they just got crossed. I mean, that happens. There's certain keys and terminology that every team uses specific to them. And – I haven't like slowed down the film, but apparently said like tipped off to in whatever way that they have with the Dolphins and, and Tua missed it. Um, now, that being said, Tua is your guy. If you miss that, the fumbled snap to end the game, like you can't be doing that. You're the franchise quarterback. Like those are mistakes that to me are completely preventable, though those should not happen, but they did. So uh, luckily it was week nine. So, you know, here we are with a chance to be better. But, yeah, that one that one was a tough one to swallow. That was, I mean. I we could have won that game. We could have won that game. It's crazy how bad they played. I mean, they, they, they could have won that game. Um, yeah. Water was open in that middle of that field. Josh, if you've seen it, he was right there. And I, I feel like he saw I, it. I, I, and I then he just took. Oh, I, I didn't mean to bring. I, I didn't mean oh, to bring it up again. No, no, I, no. But these, but these are important things, especially if you're talking about a championship, uh, which is a realistic possibility for the first time in a long time here. And part of it, part of it, I think, is, is on on Mike a little bit. Um, so as good as Mike is, and getting the players to play free and and be themselves. He is. He makes them accountable, and but it's that's almost like I don't want to put that ball into his hand. I'm the head coach. I'm the offensive guru. Like that's where I need to scheme something up where I'm going to put my players in a position to succeed, even if they're not their best. Like that is where you call your best play, and you go with it. Uh, and as opposed to an, as opposed to an option after. route on the outside, like to me that that is the bigger deal. But. I'm a broadcaster and not a coach. <laughs> Listen, he 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 a crucial moment during that game when we were driving, the man he chose, the man he looked in the eye, he felt he was comfortable with was Savon Ahmed. And not a time it worked. So 
You can play with two all you want, peoples, but I'm playing with, I'm putting that master class that Vic Vangio had being wasted by Mike McDen. He has a learning learning curve for, for the coach. Yeah. Right. But, but uh, yeah, in that moment, it's tough, and it's a good teachable moment. But yeah. the thing is, is you, you can't make the same mistake twice. So now here we are. We have an opportunity to, to see where we're at. Um, and it's, it's, it's crazy how the schedule is set up because I think we were talking the beginning of the regular season based on last year's schedule. It was like the Dolphins, I think, had like the second hardest schedule yes. based on last year's opponents or something like that. Mm-hmm. And to see where they're at at 6-3, and three, I, I know. Everybody, everybody expects them to be 9-0, but you've won six out of nine games. And this team, they're in a good spot despite the nitpicking. I mean, it's our job to nitpick, you know, everything. But, you know, especially as a coach, I mean, you, you see it, and it's it's tough because you see it, but then you forget, like, these guys are, are so young. Like, I don't know, I've talked to X a lot. I, I really like Xavier Howard. Uh, but he, like, if you show him, like, film, like, he just he just knows his role. Like, he has no idea or concept of where anybody else or what they have to do on the field. Like, that's how single-track-minded this is. It's crazy. <laughs> That's and and, and this, this is arguably as an all pro, one of the best ever all time at his position. And like, that's, that's how they, they view it. Like these guys aren't watching games. They're not, it's uh this is my job. I'm going to do my job. And then that's it. It's uh it's really interesting to me. But that's, it, it, that's very, that's, that's very interesting because when you need to know where your help is at. So to, to get an understanding of where you are, where your help is at in this area and this area, so that way you can be a little but, more flexible or aggressive to do certain things but, in your responsibility. So I found but, that interesting. But but it's it's, it's to what is to what we say all the time: do your job. If everybody's doing their job, I don't need Ooh. to worry about where what you know my help is at. If exactly. my help is where he needs to be, exactly. all I got to do is be tunnel vision in my role and that's how they're at a high level. Yeah, so it's exactly. like they know the coverage. Okay, I got safety help over the top, or I don't. So then they alter their coverage pre-snap, and that's it. Like that's it. Yeah. But but like he has no idea what Jalen Phillips is doing on the end position on the other side. Um, but I mean, basically, you have Jerome Baker as the Mike or David Long. Uh, you know those guys, and then Javon Holland's got a really high IQ. I, lo- I love him. He could be special. Oh, yeah. uh, he's a he's a really really special player. Great draft pick. Uh, and then the concussions kind of set him back a little bit, but. Yeah, this this team, yeah, it's yeah, man. We're I I know that I you know I speak for everybody that we're we're really excited and and looking forward to see what the second half is is has in store for us. It's been a long, long time, man. I'm an old timer, man. Ooh. I've been I've I've been I've been watching them since AJ Dewey days, and this is this is for me. You know, it's I, I try not oh, to get, I I hate to get corny on this, but I I, I don't want to get emotional. But it's it's You're been a long old. time, man. Okay. I am old. I am, I am old. I I can't. I mean, these this white hair is for a reason. We but love you because you're old. It's okay. I know you do. <laughs> well, what's funny is uh, like Dan Marino is always walking around with Tua and the players. These players have no idea about Ace Ventura. They 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 what? know what it is. They, Are you they, so they, they, Dead serious. Players have no clue. He brings it up all the time. Like they had to show them clips. No, of the he does. They, I don't they did that. not know it existed. So I think it was. I think it was ninety four. Yeah. So that 30 years ago, yeah, most of these guys aren't 30 years old. They've Wait a never minute, hold on, hold on. So he walks up. <laughs> this is hilarious they, to me. They've never heard of the movie. like. But Dan walks around talking about this? 
yeah, the players, like they were just like, hey, <laughs> like the, or someone would say something, hey, do you see him at Ace Ventura? And they're like, what's Ace Ventura? And I'm what like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> and these kids are like, I don't know, I'm watching TikTok. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like the greatest, arguably one of the best quarterbacks of all time in a movie with Jim Carrey, you know, with Dolphins and. Listen, I, I I watched that movie in in English and I barely spoke any English and I loved it. So I don't know. What he's <laughs> and, and, about. But wasn't that that movie wasn't about us? That movie was about another team, wasn't that? Isn't that correct? No, it's that about no. us. It's about the Dolphins. It's about it's the Dolphins, dude. Miami. No, it, the eagle. The Eagles were a part of. Were in that movie, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. Was, yeah. And, yeah, he beats up the mascot. Beats up the Eagles mascot. The mascot. The mascot. That's it. It was about yeah, they dolphin. had they had the dolphin in the pool and all that and Ray yeah, Finkel. Yeah. Come on, man. They yeah. stole the that dolphin. That was a thing. The dolphins the, the, the pool side with the dolphin. Yeah, that was a thing in the stadium. Laces out, laces in. Come on, Yeah. Man. Come on, French. Come on, French. French. Come on, French. God. Oh, Tone Loke cameo. He had he had a little role in that. Tone yeah, Loke, yes he did. Yeah. Tone yes, Loke had a, a cameo. That that Marina was Courtney a star. Dellen Bach. Dellen Bach was there. They, they um, had the old timers too. They had a couple old timers in there too. Oh yeah! yeah. Shout, shout out to um, they had the linemen. They had the linemen. They had the linemen. The, the bodyguards, the linemen. The guys that Tim Bo Camper with the taco meat out. Yeah. I remember those. Yeah. I remember them guys. I remember. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Man. Come on, Fred. You you embarrassing us in front of company. <laughs> <laughs> and now we know what you're doing tonight. You gotta go watch the movie. You gotta put it on. Yeah. Oh yeah. You gotta watch it. That's for sure. Josh, oh. hey, let me let me ask you a question, man. I got I gotta ask you a question, and I get yes. this. I get asked about this every single night by my wife. Okay. okay. Why why is this something the way that <laughs> I know this is gonna be a weird question. The way that you stand with your hand within your hand, is that something that you learned in broadcaster school? Or is yes, that something they, you just do? No, they they told so I think it's weird as hell. Does she does it bother her? <laughs> and no, it doesn't. She just told me she's like, When you talk to him, can you please ask him why yeah. he does no that? No way. I swear I'm not kidding. No, I had the same question. So normally I've always had a desk to sit at or when I've stood, I have a scripts or I have an iPad. So we have, we read off the teleprompter in the studio right, and in case right. that goes down, we have a backup, but it allows you to anchor your body. So it's kind of like the Ricky Bobby, you know, I don't know mm. what to do with my hands. So, <laughs> it's like, I, because you're normally like holding something or like you can motion with the papers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for some reason, my, my boss is here. They don't like me holding a paper or an iPad because it's too bulky. They didn't like the look of it. Not, I don't know. Not my call. But uh, so then I, I got like a talent. The talent coach, uh, her name is Jill Montgomery. She's amazing. Uh, she does a lot of the network people, and she's like, "Yeah, you've just got to do a hand clasp." And then so that's kind of just been my thing. But otherwise, like I had Steve Shapiro was the guy before me, phenomenal dude. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, the goal. But like yeah, he would man. like wave his hands everywhere, and uh, which is great for local news. But all the stuff that I've I've gotten from the networks, they're just like it's too distracting because then people are not listening to what you're saying. So they're like, the clasp allows you to like, look like you're in control. Um, and that's why I guess I'd, I'd do that. But I would love to hold some papers or like a pen or like have like a touch screen. <laughs> you know, we could do something. But yeah, I, you know, I've got to be the, the local newsman. Go Dolphins. Yeah. You know? And back to the news. Back back to yeah, murder, death, kill, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
like, all right, shooting in Lauder Hill. All right, something's happening. Pembroke Ponzo oh, cats up a tree. Let's go to sports. Exactly. Yeah, so, you know, <laughs> kind of is what it is. <laughs> oh, oh, my bad. I forgot the weather. We forgot Phil. Phil. Phil Farrell's amazing. Yeah, Phil. Yeah, he's, a, he's our OG. But, oh yeah. Yeah, he's a. Uh, yeah. Awesome, bro. Awesome. I can't forget Hyper. the iguana in the toilet. That's I feel like that's on that every week. <laughs> I still can't believe they still make you do that. That's wild, man. Oh man, that one every every week, every week. But. Wow, dude. No, seriously though, man. I, you know, I you know we talked in back channels a lot. I you know I appreciate this a lot. We we all do appreciate oh, yeah. this. And anytime uh, I can come on, I'm I'm happy to do it. And thank you guys. I love stuff like this, man. This is this to me is the best part where you just get to to actually talk ball because you know with my job here, I gotta basically play to an audience that doesn't really understand football. And so it's, yeah. it's cool just to, to interact and, you know, meet people that actually really care about about the team and realize, like, your coach, you're talking about, you know, almost in tears, you realize, like, what an opportunity this is with this Dolphins team as a fan because you've watched 30 years of tragedy for the most part. <laughs> so it's, you know, I mean, and I think true sports fans, you know, they, they can sense it. And I think that's the coolest part of this city. And especially now with how good all the teams are. I mean, this is a special time in Miami. I'll even throw Messi in the mix. I don't know how long he's going to be here. Right. But shoot, I mean, right now I would put Miami as the best in the country over Boston, over Chicago, over Philadelphia, uh, over Dallas, just because of how good the teams are. But, you know, I, I and the people that love it, you know, this is this is the time. I know people here are more focused on you know, other sources of entertainment, going out to dinner and, and <laughs> boats and, you know, celebrity stuff in, in Miami. But, man, yeah, it's I, I, times like these don't come around very often. And no, no. So it's, it, it could be it could be really special. And, and what a story it would be if, if Tua can figure this thing out. And uh, I'm actually pumped for Hard Knocks, too. I, I, I'm so curious I, I, am, to I am too selfishly. I am. I, I want to see what they do. Like I, I think I've got some ideas, um, but uh, yeah, I want to see him like in the players' homes and like doing some cool, cool stuff. I, I'll, I'm very curious to see how behind the scenes they go with it. Somebody, yeah, we got some interesting characters on the team, man. He, I'm telling you right now, Javon Hunt is gonna get Javon Hunt is gonna get a, a bunch of deals. I'm oh, telling you, him, he's a character. He's a character. He's gonna character get a bunch of deals Christian Wilkins, yes, character. Uh, Raheem Mostert is like the best family man. The same with Teron Armstead. The same with Zach Sealer. Um, curious to see what they do with Tyreek because he can be a wild card, uh, but yeah, he'd be a lot crazy. of fun. Jalen's pretty reserved. Tyreek's a troll, man. He's a freaking oh, yeah. troll. Uh, I, I want to see how the, how the how Tua opens up. Hey, hey, well, hey, well, well, well hey, deserved. Hey, hey, Josh, I, I'll, I'll leave it at this. With the NFL being a football slash entertainment product. Yeah. And that's uh, providing them hard knocks entertainment. You know, I, I just hope, you know what I mean? The script is written in our favor, you know? Because when you win the championship, when you win the championship, it takes a little bit of luck, baby. And all we asking for is a little bit of scratch. Just a little scratch, baby. Hey, you know, Tom Roger can tell the last something up. You know what I mean? <laughs>
Last time month. I mean, just give us a couple. Hey, man, pay that Hollywood studio. Write him a blank check. You know, That's right. We'll yeah. trade that for the Super Bowl trophy. Steven, yeah, hey, hey, just somebody call Steven Ross up. Say, man, I need, I need, a, I need a blank check, man. Come hey, on. hey, hey, listen. Get it to him. South, South yeah. Florida, man. This, 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 uh, the city of lights, 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 camera action. That's right. I'm telling yeah. you right now. Mr. Chief. Steven Ross, you do, you do it. Hey, man. Well, well let, let's, 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 hey, it starts, it starts this Sunday. So let's get out. Is it Sunday? Uh, the Raiders is Sunday. 21st. The first episode's uh, Tuesday the 21st, and then every 21st, Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. So, like, the day off. The player's day off is Tuesday. I'm, uh, I'm, I'll, Duke I'll Riley's a cool dude. Like, he'd be fun if they do something. He's, a, like he's, an, he's an artist, so, you know. Yeah, man, I've heard some of his stuff, man. I've heard yeah, some of his tracks. he's got some cool stuff. Like, Manuel Ogba loves to go, like, alligator hunting in, like, the Everglades. That'd be, like, really cool if they he showed that. He go quarterback hunting. What he needs yeah, to go does. quarterback hunting. Hey, yeah, but, hey, but hey, he's... Hey, I, yeah, I think it traded actually. I think, I'm, I'm I'm gonna leave it at this. I feel like a lot of these guys are ready this second half. Oh yeah, I feel like a lot of these guys are ready. And when it comes, it's gonna come in. It's gonna come in bunches. I hope so. I hope so too.